0: Welcome to another episode on the DM pod joining me this week is coach Jamal Jackson who was the head men's basketball coach at Kentucky State University. Coach Jackson comes on the podcast to talk about how he got into basketball, why it's important to be a servant and also why it's important to vote. Be sure to tune in visually to this episode under my YouTube channel Dewan Marrero. We'll have the link in the episode description. Peace. yeah when you, when you think that
1: that you there's nothing else to learn and you think you know everything there's to no that's when you start going downhill so every day i'm trying to trying to learn something new um trying to trying to dig de- knowledge out of other people and just trying to get better every day
0: yes sir now, so what got you into coaching like you've been in the business for a minute
1: yeah well my i'm I'm the son of a coach my father was a long time high school coach in columbus ohio wow
0: mm-hmm.
1: you not know, I, I did every played every sport um but actually, my senior year in high school, I uh, did an internship with the Ohio State University men's basketball program. I saw that. So, um, you know, during that season, I really got to learn, you know, what goes, goes on behind the scenes of a college basketball program. And it was in that, you know, that's why I decided that that's what I wanted to do. So I went to school here on a, at Kentucky State on a track and cross-country scholarship. But I knew I wanted to coach basketball. So I became a manager with the basketball team. Humble. So, and, and anybody who knows about being a manager knows it, that's, it, it, that's the you, grind. You
0: you did you did a servant's work. I mean, I, I interviewed um my my guy. He is uh, the manager now at Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. um, and he drove from Gonzaga all the way to Nashville to get that that yeah, team manager the, position. So I, I know.
1: So that's a, that's very young, glamorous. Um, but once again, I was learning everything I could learn while I was doing my job, while I was uh, going to school and doing and doing what I needed to do with track and cross country. But um, that first semester that I was, well, when I was at Ohio State, we went to the Final Four that year. That's when we had you know, scooney Penn and Mike Red and George Reese and him. Well, my first year as a manager here, we had a new coach, uh, Winston Bennett. He uh, came from under Patin. He played that. He was Mr. Basketball in Kentucky. Played at Kentucky. Uh, UK played in the NBA. Then coached under Patino at uh, Boston and UK. Um, so when he came here, I became a manager with him, and that, the same, the same uh, intensity and in, in, that you hear about Rick Patino and everything that's what right. you brought here. And uh, you know, just learning from him that first semester, I forgot I was a student. I was spending every day, every yeah. day in the, in the office. Uh, got got a pretty low GPA that first year as a manager, but uh, you know, figured out what I needed to do, and we won the conference championship that year. So uh, I continued with him. Um, Also, every summer, I know a lot of people, you know, coaches can't do it now. But as a manager, I was spending every summer going to to camps, working people's camps. So, uh, you know, that's how I met a lot of people in the business, Uh, saw a lot of players and was able to, you know, hone my craft, you know, coaching the kids at camp. But uh, fast forward to my senior year here, uh, I ended up playing. Um, no, I proud as a manager I would still practice with the team instead of just you knowing they needed body because I, I can play right um, but coach Bennett was let go in uh, October of my senior year The assist the assistant coach Tom Patterson um, you know he was a lone assistant so I became a student assistant coach while I was while I was playing while I was still doing managerial duties um, so no that. When I graduated, graduated in May, August 1st, he uh, hired me as, a, as his assistant coach.
0: Wow, that's dope. That's how a did, unique unique story. So how did you balance everything? Like, you was obviously wearing many hats, you know what I mean, the team manager doing X, Y, and Z to get your foot in the door, and then you started playing. Like, you say you had a low GPA, but how did you, like, manage to balance everything?
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, I had that, that first semester, uh, went down a little bit, but after that, you know, sure, I can, I could I could really see what what I needed to do it was just you no know, understanding you can't I can I can do do both and do these multiple things but I just need to uh, manage my time better you know it was a lot less social time less hanging out on the yard um, yeah you know just you know I had to just sacrifice sacrificing things.
0: It's only 24 hours in a day. I mean Dr. Holloway I always talk about what time he gets up in the morning. He'd be like I'm up at three or four go to my spinning class. I always tease him about that because I don't know if you ever took one of his spinning classes. I haven't been.
1: I heard about him. I haven't been in one. Yet.
0: But his playlist is off the chain. Like, surprise me. And I'm like, Doc, I didn't know you'd be listening to this type of music. Yeah. Yeah, so he <laughs> told me don't sleep on him. So that's that's a whole other convo. But what time did you have to start getting up early to do all your duties?
1: I needed we, – we practiced at um, – the guys had to be on the floor at 4 uh, 45 a.m. So, Damn. you know, I, I got to come in make sure the uniforms is right, the waters – the floor is mopped and nice so i would be in there about four o'clock in that, in that gym how many I would be on the floor stretching at
0: 445 people don't give enough credit to the team managers like the team managers be the ones that be on the come up rather than the players mm-hmm. and, and people just look at them like oh they wash my uniform I need this size uh, you should know what size shoe I wear because I've been in the locker room and then as you go through life and life humbles you as a you know as a ball player you'd be like this same guy. This same guy was uh, on a come up, like he's in this position where I want to be. And what's your thoughts to like tell a brother that like don't be trying to look down on a team manager? I
1: mean, shoot, everybody yeah, it's, it's sacrifice. Like I said, it's, right. it's very unglamorous.
0: Yeah, for it's, sure,
1: it's, it's very unglamorous. And um, I had a friend tell me, one of my close friends told me, I, I, I tease him about this to this day. Uh, man, you do you do all that? You're not even getting paid. You a fool, man? Doing all that. That's, you got if you if you want to get to to a, a goal go if you have a goal and you want to get to your destination you got to go through all these bumps and you got to really humble humble yourself and you got to do do what it takes if, if that's what you really want.
0: Can you explain the importance of free work? Because a lot of people feel like every job you need to do you need to be compensated. Uh this
1: man, this is always somebody who, who who will get it done. So you know, it's, it's about service. If you prove. You gotta show what you can do first, and then you'll be you'll be compensated. But you gotta you gotta prove you gotta prove show and prove.
0: I, and, I agree.
1: Everything. If you do a good job, if you shoot, I said I, I was the best manager in the, in America when I was a manager. So you, you do a great job. It don't matter if you a, you a, you're the custodian here. You 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 the you the president. You do a great job, and uh, the results will speak for speak for themselves.
0: How, how did you feel when you became a head coach? Like you got the title, Coach Jamal Jackson, head coach. What was that that vibe like for you?
1: I, I didn't take it lightly because actually, <laughs> funny story. I got I got my first head coaching position at Bluefield State. Um, their, their coaches let go around Labor Day, so I got I got to Bluefield. I, I left Tuscaloosa driving to Bluefield on October 12th twelve or thirteen. Um, there was four guys in my first team meeting. So there's four guys on the team. You know, practice starts October 15th. Right. So I didn't have a lot of time to uh, to you know, to celebrate or to, to you know, to even think. I, I hit, the, hit the ground running. I had to build the team first. Yeah. So um, well, it was just collecting you know golfers from off campus and anybody wanted to play basketball. So was there there was no time to even, you know, just even reminisce or think about hard work I put in to get to that point. We had to go, and then you know, two weeks after practice started, uh, we had our first uh, exhibition against. Uh, I don't know if you remember Mountain State. Mountain State University was an uh, NAIA in, uh, in West Virginia, but they were you know a perennial champion because he used to get all the all the D1 transfers. And yes, sir. Shoot, October 28th <laughs> as our, our first uh, my first college game as a head coach against the, one, probably the best NAIA in the country. Wow. So it wasn't, wasn't much time for celebration did, or anything. Now,
0: now as a coach, do you have a, a pregame routine? Like, I always ask a lot of players, they have their pregame routine. I have a pregame routine. But did, do you as a coach?
1: And now with, you know, with the teams I had, I'm, I'm a little more relaxed
0: uh-huh. <clears throat>
1: with the team I have here just because I'm, I'm more confident in them. But yeah, sometimes I get so anxious before games. My coach will tell you, I, I'll throw up before the game. Yeah. Because my, my assistant will be in the locker room before me. And I, you know, I'll be trying to calm myself <laughs> down, but I'm, I get so hyped and so anxious. I, you know, I, I used to throw up before the games, but now I'm, I calm down. Uh, just, you no know, more confidence in my team. I know they're ready. So I just, absolutely. I I'm just li- less anxious now.
0: Now, who are some of the coaches you look up to for advice and, you know, how to go about your journey?
1: It's not just coaches. It's, you know, of course, my father being a longtime high school coach. Um, you know, Winston Bennett, who I started here underneath. Uh, you know, Tom Patterson, who I worked for. Michael Grant, um, who I worked for at Stillman, he's probably the most organized, organized to a T, you know, dots all the I's, crosses all the T, T's. And um, he really, he really, you know, has supreme confidence in his, in his guys and, uh, you know, let his guys go. So, uh, you know, really lean on him sometimes. And even guys like, uh, you know, I reach out to, you know, Clark Kellogg and uh, some guys in, in, the, in the basketball world, Kenny Smith and guys like that. But like I said, I, work so many camps and go to so many, you know, retreats and clinics. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not scared to walk up to anybody right. and ask, you know, ask a question.
0: You you got a village. I mean, it, it takes a village to, to build the people that you and I are being a servant. And I, I was on your Twitter and I want you to talk about that that one time you was able to speak to the late, great, you know, Coach John Thompson.
1: Oh, yeah. So that was um, the one time I, I spoke to him. Um, we were like in a Elevator lobby down in the uh at the final four. This was in St. Louis. I want to say it's 2005 because that's when like Illinois, North Carolina, um, I think UCLA and George Mason might have been in the final four that year. But um, I just you know had a chance to approach him and just thank him and um, you know, thank him for what he's done for you know coaches and and players. And um, you know, he just he just told me, you know, as as a young black coach, I want to get into it, I I need to keep it going because he's. He's not going to be here forever,
0: for sure. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, now voteless people is hopeless people. Can you tell, you know, the audience how important it is to go out there and vote?
1: Oh yeah, well, people think just it's, people think it's just the president making decisions. You know, It's not right. just Donald Trump. Um, right. We have judges, you know, your, your local judges, your 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 state senators, your rep- your representatives. You know, all these people at the local and state level, they're the, they're really the ones making a. Uh, making decisions so if we can't we, we can't you know come together and get out get out and vote and um, you know put the people who, who we want in those uh, decision-making seats you know th- things won't change so it's important for you know everybody to get out get registered and uh, vote you know a lot of our, our guys they've been the last couple of weeks they come in for individual uh, meetings so we made sure they get registered but even being away from uh, away from home for students you know you can always do an absentee ballot.
0: Coach Jackson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I'll be rooting for you guys, and a special shout-out to uh, Dr. Holloway.
1: All right. Appreciate you, man.
0: What's up, guys? Hope you all enjoyed this episode with Coach Jamal Jackson. Coach Jackson is one of a kind, and I was super thankful when he accepted the invitation to come on the podcast and share his journey Guys, be sure to tune in weekly to the DM pod. Do not forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. Also, I will have some visuals out there on my YouTube channel at Duamero Media. Be sure to check that out as well. Always appreciate you guys for tuning in. Peace.